0: The
1: Lovers and haters, hello again. It is our lover, back with the Elevated Transmissions Podcast, um, with Levitation. Uh, I am today bringing you an interview with my friend Christina Esfandiari. Uh, She's from the band King Woman. They were recently in uh, Austin coming through on tour, and I reached out to her. And we set up a last-minute interview that we did in her her tour van uh, just a few days ago, and it was really fun. Um, This is the first podcast I've done since initially... You know uh kind of coming up with the idea i did like a block in san francisco i did a block in Asheville, north carolina of some friends i have out there uh some are yet to be released some are already out there floating into ether uh, but this one was fun because it was just on the fly you know it was she sent me her tracks and i checked them out like you know day before she got here and was able to just meet up and connect and that's one of the things I think about this podcast is so fun it's just you know having an excuse to uh see friends and just talk about music and goof off and have a good time uh yeah it's you know when you have people that are in your life that make music and are traveling a lot you know you get to see them every once in a while uh in in kind of abstract circumstances and that could be a positive or a negative thing uh depending on you know tour life and where everyone's at uh in that particular moment in time but it's a really a blessing I think to be able to have a community of people that uh you know are are in my life in this creative way and it's always a pleasure to link up with them be it for just you know an hour hour and a half uh and you know talk some shit have some fun so this is uh this is a good one i really enjoyed it um, but yeah the band is king woman they got a new record out now on relapse records it just came out um created in the image of suffering is the name of the record and it is a beast so good it's uh i think uh, it was described as kind of like you know uh Black Sabbath meets Mazzy Star kind of vibe, which is, is a really interesting combination, and I think they pull it off really well. You know, uh, Christina's got these haunting vocals that just kind of sit over this this heavy, uh, brooding, just drudging, doobie metal that is good. It's the kind of metal I like. Um, and I hope you do too. I'm going to do something different that I haven't done uh, yet with these podcasts, which I don't know why, is actually play uh, one of the songs from the band that of the person that I'm interviewing because I don't know why I haven't done this uh, with any of the other ish- uh, interviews for whatever reason. It didn't strike me to do it, but now I'm going to start doing that because I think it's a good way to kind of introduce uh, to you guys and gals um, what, what the people are all about. You know, if you don't know the sir, the band that maybe from the person I'm interviewing, it's, it's nice to get a little flavor, a little taste. So I'm going to do that today and continue to do that uh, moving forward. Um, the track that I'm going to play is Utopia. Uh, we'll get that at in a second. I'm just going to go over a couple show dates that I got coming up. Um, I will be on the road f- spring and hopefully beginning of summer uh but so far i got let's see friday um, may 5th austin texas is uh we're doing a levitation presents party um to kind of you know shout out uh and, and keep the spirit alive for levitation since you know it's not going to be official this year so i'll be doing that uh April or I'm sorry, May 6th, I'll be in Houston at Walters, May 7th, New Orleans at Poor Boys, May 10th, Chicago at Scubas, May 11th, Milwaukee, uh, 11th and 12th for the Milwaukee Psych Fest, really excited about that, the lineup is great, Uh, pumped, pumped to be a part of that, shout out Milwaukee Psych Fest, thanks for having me. Uh, then, let's see, May 13th, Indianapolis at the State Street Pub. May 14th, the Springfield, Missouri for Alter Fest. May 15th, uh, Norman, Oklahoma at Opolis. And those shows are, for the most part, uh, with the homies Holy Wave, a fair amount of them, which is exciting. Um, and then, let's see. Uh, I got some others at the end of May. So, May 27th, Dallas, Texas, at the Foundry. May 28th, Memphis, Tennessee, at Growlers. May 29th, my hometown, Asheville, North Carolina, at the Moth Light. May 30th, Nashville, Tennessee, High Watt. May 31st, Atlanta, Georgia, ATL, at the Earl and those are with Kikagaku Moyo from Japan, so that's really exciting too um, another great band that'll be that it'll, it'll be an honor to be on the road with um, but yeah, just wanted to let y'all know if you're out there in any of these places, you know, come by and uh, come see a show we'll get weird but uh, so yeah, I guess let's get into this interview with uh, Christina Esfandiari from King Woman after we hear her song Utopia that's off the new record created in the image of suffering on relapse records so go buy it support the arts and especially if you like that dark shit because it is a dark record might take you to, to some dark places those places are good to go to it's good to go down that rabbit hole of existential chaos every once in a while and see what you can gather out of it. Um, But yes, without further ado, Christina Esfandiari from King Woman. Hope you enjoy it. See you guys on the flip. We're checked. Check. So um let me bring up some of the the talking points. How do you say your last name?
2: S. Fandiari.
1: S. Fandiari. Christina S. Fandiari S. Fandiari. S. Fandiari. Yeah. yeah. I got a weird last name too, people. <laughs> Isn't that good? <laughs>
2: he was probably like eating an edible when this happened, huh? Yeah,
1: it was probably like just like
2: he Whoa, brought me like bro. the biggest Edible And just like was stoned And was like this is for you I love you You guys eat this on tour
1: <laughs> I love that guy We're talking about Andrew O'Neill Andrew's who the best Shout
2: out to Andrew Yeah
1: big up Andrew Big up Mondo Drag Big up Bay Area
2: Big up Bay Area I
1: miss it so much I Yo you gotta, you gotta get high I miss aspects of it you gotta, I smoked some weed already You, you don't did smell it? I didn't know. That's Why good. Then that means the cops. are I see that are it in your eyes, but it. let's see. I'll smoke some more just for your entertainment. Just for me. Just yeah. for my entertainment. Yeah, you know we gotta we gotta keep you entertained. I don't want you getting bored during the podcast and then just being like, "Fuck this! I'm over it. I don't <laughs> want anything else to do with it." <laughs> How you doing, Christina?
2: I'm good. Yeah? Here in Austin,
1: Austin, Texas. You just got off. Uh, this is the last show you have of uh, the tour. Yeah, right now it was Oathbreaker and J.J.L. And your band is King Woman. Yes. Uh, which is a great band. I listened to the new record today, by the way. Really yep. cool. Thank it's you. It's really cool.
2: Thank you. It's weird.
1: It is really, really <laughs> weird. Yeah. In a good way. In a good way. How long are you guys in recording the record?
2: Oh, we recorded it, I think it took about three to four days. We did it pretty fast. Whoa. And we didn't even have all of the songs fully formed when we went in the studio. It was just like, okay, we, we did this four song EP, Doubt. People are complaining like, where's the new music? It's been so long. Yeah. And we were kind of like, I think we had about four or five tracks, like maybe kind of done. And we we're just like, fuck it. Let's just book some dates with Jack and make this happen. So we went in and I had to like finish some of the, some of the songs like in the studio, which was kind of stressful.
1: And they were, like... Just because of, like, the time constraint of being yeah. there with the hourly rate or whatever. It just however. felt like,
2: okay, let's just... We're either going to do this or we're not. So we just yeah. we just made it happen. And it worked out fine, apparently, because people seem to like it.
1: It's doing That's well. That's tight. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's cool, though, to, to think that, you know, like... Because I feel like so many people will be like, okay, I've slaved over this record for, like, years. And we're going to go to the perfect studio and get the perfect engineer you and can't. the perfect producer. And then, like, it's just... Like, not that tight.
2: <laughs> no, perfection is just a whack in, in general. It's yeah. kind of like, you know, fucks with your sense of creativity. So I'm not really going for perfect. I just want to get that capture, like, the spirit of what we're doing, you know? It doesn't have to be perfect. I don't want it to be sloppy by any means, but, like, you know, if you can capture the essence of, like, the energy of what you want to do and the emotion, like, that's well, it's, where it's at.
1: It's more human, right? Yeah, I don't it's want it like, to be perfect. Yeah, it's like everything's flawed everything is like has that aspect to it it's like why should i mean and i appreciate like you talking about like a like a bach concerto or something it's like i appreciate that genius and like that thing but like i also it's just i find just as much beauty in like a fucking dingy old lo-fi song where it's just some guy who doesn't even really know like three chords on a guitar yeah and you know? but you're feeling you can you feel, feel it. it in the song you feel it
2: um And there's just, like, a huge difference between excellence and and perfectionism. Perfectionism is fucking... It tortures you, and it's just, like, you'll never... It's unattainable. That's true. You know? And so we just didn't have much time in the studio, and it was our first release with Relapse, you know? And you have to consider, like, budgets and all of that bullshit, you know, when you're recording, and um, all that shit is really stressful. I don't personally like going in the studio unless I'm producing, like, someone else's record. Yeah. Um, I'm kind of... uh, I get very stressed out when I'm in the studio, and... Working with Jack was really chill. Like that was, who, who's this
1: dude that produced it? Jack
2: Sh- Jack Shirley.
1: And he produced like some like Def Haven and yeah like Def Haven yeah. yeah Oathbreaker that people were on tour with okay, yeah cool yeah
2: he's just he's just uh, you, you know sound quarters, no I don't man sorry uh, he he uh, he's Bums. a sound engineer he's cool um, he's a really sweet sweet guy he made us vegan ice cream <laughs> when we were oh, there. Wow special uh, special yeah he just uh so he's in palo alto, palo alto but he just moved the studio to oakland so that's going to be a lot more convenient because the traffic to get out there is fucked up gnarly
1: how far is palo alto from the bay
2: it's like an hour out and with traffic it's even longer it's i like haven't
1: even been out there before i've heard of it before there's heard. really nothing out there yeah, just Not missing much yeah <laughs>
2: yeah not much going on out there
1: that's cool though the and so so you recorded in palo alto though that was before he moved the studio yeah that's before okay. so he's
2: moving the studio right now he got Sick. the space i think it's going to be in uh, maybe east oakland or something like that's that tight. yeah
1: another good recording studio yeah. in the bay that'll be dope yeah um yeah yeah and uh, i guess back to the back to the point we were talking about about the perfection thing i, I kind of like that that conversation it's I find it really cool when that can be achieved. And, and I guess going back to what I was saying and see, now I'm kind of high, I'm kind of backtracking Love it. Around. Do it. Um, it. Is the, yeah, the idea, like, cause for me when I make music, it's like, I'm just alone in a room, you know? Yeah. So it's, it's a different process, but it's all, it's all kind of strung together pretty quickly and like fluently you yeah. know so I, I just love the idea of the process of, of you guys going in there and just kind of like winging it together and then the output is so dope you know
2: yeah there are some things you know I feel like honestly everything I've put out I, I kind of hate I would love to, I just want to like I listen back and I'm like oh you could have done that so much better the mastering yeah. the mixing uh, oh yeah. fuck every and time you know, every time I want it, I, I think we're g- it's getting better and better with both of my pro like all my projects, but I tend to just want to scrap everything once I record it. I'm just like this is fucking awful.
1: Well, that that goes back to the point of there is no perfection. So it's yeah. like it's like you, like it it show it's almost like it shows you this truth, like this universal truth. It's like once you're looking back on something, if you were like that was it. That is exactly what i wanted to do it's like what the fuck use is there for like going forward yeah you know?
2: and that's just I, it's just so yeah i guess it's just being human and yeah. i was thinking about it you know i was like i just wish i could get i would i just wish i could get this these sounds in my head you know into these recordings because sometimes it's just so difficult to translate that over and mm. then i was like but this is what it's about you know this challenge Is the exciting part even if you don't nail it that's something that's to be enjoyed and appreciated rather than like seen as something so negative and as as a struggle like I was talking with Chelsea on Facebook because she's recording her new album we were just discussing Uh recording and how stressful it is when you have this idea and you can't quite translate you know the idea over to like you know and just talking about different ways to handle that and how to be more kind to yourself and you know, people think things that I would just like, because I just had I just recorded a miserable EP, like a four-song EP. Oh, cool! And um, I just was stressing out, doing like so many vocal takes, because my voice has been is just trashed from touring yeah. so much, like back to back. You gotta and take care of that shit. You gotta I get know, you some tea and I'm all trying, that. I'm trying, boy, but like it's been hard. <laughs> and so my my homie John was, um, he did he played bass on the record, and he's just like, you need to be little bit nicer to yourself like it's all good it's not even about like i know you want to nail these takes but like Mm -hmm. you got to enjoy this along the way and have fun and i was like yo there's nothing i was just like yo there's nothing fun about this right now like i'm stressed the fuck out and kind of had a little meltdown but then i was thinking back and it's like you know what i don't want to look back at this and be, be like damn you were so stressed out and like so negative, like just fucking do your best. That's all you can do, you know,
1: and people, and that's the thing too. It's like you're always gonna be your own worst critic, and like but people will never know. I was just talking about this with a friend we were talking about playing shows, and it's just like, oh, yeah, like, like I just played that festival Normal in Mexico like a couple weekends that? ago. It was great, except for I got Montezuma's Revenge, and I had oh. diarrhea all of South by Southwest
2: <laughs> my it sucks. that sounds. <laughs> like hell
1: yeah i'm just now getting over it it was really rough but uh um no but uh, my set was like kind of there's a certain with the controller i use it has like uh led lights on it and i couldn't see them because it was a daytime set and it was sunlight out so it was like uh uh oh it's gonna be hey what's up man
2: hey doing a podcast do you need the keys
1: you can speak into the mic say what's up dude What's up podcast? This is Peter from King Woman. <laughs> What's up, Pete? Sorry for interrupting. <laughs> no worries. You guys I'm look great in here. <laughs> it's nice and sweaty. Oh. No, I
3: don't have any. I don't
2: um, have anything. Sorry. I don't have it. No,
1: sorry. Oh man, this is Yeah, yeah it's uh all right. Yeah, this is downtown, uh, Austin. downtown Austin. The bums with the are the bums are the strong. Van. Yeah.
2: Anyway, um, <laughs>
1: what was I saying? Oh. Um, Diarrhea
2: s- at Southwest, Southwest. Yes, no,
1: but that before that I was talking about my set just didn't go so well because I wasn't you were able were shitting your pants? <laughs> no, that that was post. That was post. I luckily did not have any uh any bad luckily didn't shit my pants. <laughs> Thank
2: That sounds God. like fucking hell. Dude,
1: South by Southwest. And like all the homies are in town, so you're like hanging out, you're being social and then like you're just like grrr. And you're, and like, you're like oh, one moment <laughs> i must running. i gotta clench but um but yeah my set didn't go so well so uh and i was like so fucking hard on myself just like god damn it like this fucking huge festival was so great and then like you know like 20 people come over like oh that was an awesome set man loved it so much we love you blah blah, blah and it's just like
2: isn't that strange yeah how you like never s- well you
1: never know because you know some of your worst
2: shows like people will be like that was amazing i'm just like what the fuck are you talking
1: about yeah well, sometimes I think when you're in that state where you're like, it can like, like trip you up when you're like overthinking it, you know, like, like, oh, fuck, I'm like fucking up, blah, blah, blah. But then there's sometimes like, sometimes when I'm like fucking up or something's happening that's beyond my control, I'll be like, okay, I'm going to go with it and try to go real weird, which I can do like, cause all my sets are improvised. Well, yeah. So I guess I assume that's a little harder with a van or with a band, but. You know, oh, yeah. with you being the vocalist, you kind of are, are in charge of where your voice goes and stuff. So. Yeah. But, um, yeah, there's all, like, I feel like there's, like, something you can find in that chaos that can actually, like, trigger, like, a really cool, like, creative path yeah. or something. I don't know. Totally. Yeah. And then maybe some people sense that, I guess. Like, I that was a total unique show. One of a I kind. I
2: fucking hate. I, I just, I, I know people say, like, you're your own worst critic, but I just feel like I have a good sense of, like what genuinely doesn't sound good and i'm like being so sincere when i'm like man that sounds like shit like some of my recordings i'm like people are like oh man this song like man i listened to your record like this record got me through like chemotherapy and i'm just like man this record's shit like that's what i'm thinking in my head and I, i don't know maybe maybe i am hard on myself and i just don't see it but i feel like i'm just being like honest and realistic when i'm like
1: there's probably a little of both. You yeah, know what I'm saying? Like, I guess. But it's also you have a vision, you know? So it's like if you have a vision for your art and you're feeling like you're not fulfilling that vision, that is, that's just, dude, I like go back, like I mix all my own shit and I'll go back and listen and be like, dude, these mixes are atrocious. Like how could anyone listen to this? And then like people are like, man, I bump that record all the time. I DJ it out. I'm, like, I'm just like. I guess, well, I you guess know, so. another
2: aspect is, like, people don't see what goes into what you're doing. Yeah. And they don't know, like, the struggle and, like, they don't editing see and all the gruesome the shit that you have to do to, like, make it sound that way. But you know, like, the backstory. So you're yeah. like, oh, man, I remember that. D- had to do, like, ten takes on yeah, that. And totally. And edited the fuck out of that part. And, you know, so. Yeah. You kinda and then see you it from sit
1: there t- in the fucking, in the studio and you listen to the same shit. The same over fucking part over and, and over, over again.
2: Yeah. So you end up hating the songs a lot of the time by the you know by the time it's over. So.
1: Well, that's why I have to like make a new record when I'm done with the record. I have to like instantly start with something new because and and usually I'll try to do something that's like the antithesis of the last thing I did. So it's fresh, you know. Yeah. It's like I get so tired of that. Yeah. Thing that you want to sound and, completely different yeah, and challenge yourself exactly, and yeah. impress yourself, you know. Yeah. Yeah, it's um. It's a fun process though as even though it can be fucking like just hell on you. Yep. Oh, the tragic life of an artist. <laughs> oh.
2: It's so hard. It's so
1: hard. <laughs> should uh should we get into yeah, let's some do it. tunes? Let's so do it. um do you want to do them in the order that you sent them?
2: You know what? No, you just mix it up.
1: You want me to yeah, you want me mix to be in charge? Yep. Man. Kinda wanna start out with old George Jones. Let's do it. So we sh- do we play
2: the tra- actual track and listen um, to it while we?
1: I will play it and just a piece of it, and then we'll just kind of hear it through like the headphones coming out. Like, and then I'll edit in the whole thing. Sick. Uh, just so we can kind of get a feel up for it, and then um, blah blah blah. So, George Jones, obviously the king of country music, from Texas.
2: From Texas, represent.
1: Yeah. Um how long have you been a fan of country music <laughs> would you call yourself was, a fan of country music
2: yeah well, yeah like real country not yeah, like yeah. that bullshit on the rock r- rock Man, rap country i
1: kind of sh- like some of that shit. no
2: fuck dude i cannot <laughs> i heard some of it and i was like what the fuck is this garbage well you know
1: what i like about it and and there's there's two things which one is funny and or they're both kind of funny and um, one thing is that they kind of hold true to the old tradition of how country songs are written, like the the lyrics. Yeah. In terms of like there's always kind of a little twist and there's some comedy in there and there's there's like really good like allegory and, and metaphor. But it's real cheesy now. It's not as good as it used to be, obviously. But the other thing that I think is entertaining is that it's mixed like rap music now because people bump it. It's made for the same like car system. So like there'll be some Booming at like that shit will knock, dude. You're like, like, <laughs> like hell yeah, brother. We're gonna <laughs> go drink some beer down by the river. And go catfishing.
4: Catfishing.
1: I uh, what do they call that when they like reach their hand in and pull the the catfish out of the uh, no idea. There's like man. a crazy name for it. We like, gotta look that up. G- Google or something like that. Wow. I can't remember what it's called though. Um, um I've oh, been ahead. into
2: country music. Well, it's interesting because I was raised super fucking religious and I wasn't really allowed to I had to listen to I was like a worship leader at church mm. and like I wasn't allowed to listen to like secular music so I had to sneak music and I got into a lot of the stuff I'm into now like pretty late pretty late in life yeah, yeah. and um country music was semi acceptable because it seemed you know very wholesome so I could kind of casually There's a religious l- tone to yeah, a lot of it Yeah I could kind of casually know? listen to country music and my my uh family wouldn't get too upset with me when I was younger um i used to want to be like there was a there was a point in my life where i wanted to be a pop star and there was a point in my life where i wanted to be like a famous country singer like
1: that's sing. it
2: yeah um so i've been in the country for never a country lo- for a long fucking time i mean i used to i used to write like i started off writing like folk songs yeah yeah, yeah yeah
1: i remember the first uh king woman track that you sent me when we first met long time ago long time ago was a more like it was like a doom. Finger picky, folk yeah. Kinda. Like yeah. Leonard Cohen meets like... Yeah. Yeah. I really like that a yeah. lot. Yeah.
2: I'm going to reissue that, actually.
1: Yeah, you should. It, it was, it I was really s- dope. It sold
2: out like years ago, and I was like, I should put this out again.
1: Why not? Yeah. I bet people will fucking... Especially now, you know? Like, people yeah. will fucking eat that I shit up. I looked on
2: Discogs. That shit's nuts. <laughs> yeah? <laughs> yeah. How much?
1: I don't know, dude. Right, My I'll manager
2: was like, what the fuck? We got to reissue this. This dude, is fucked up.
1: that's so sick. Yeah, it's like two tracks. Oh, like, man. I'm so stoked. I never got a copy of that, by the way.
2: Sorry, man. No, I might have good. a little a couple extra lying around.
1: Nah, it's all good <laughs> I'll get it on discogs. <laughs> um but yeah, so let's uh let's rock this George Jones. So the Grand Tour, man, I I never heard this track before. So sad. It's so sad, it's but it's so kinda of
2: funny. Sad.
1: He's just like Welcome <laughs> to the show. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, like there's this like cheesy element to it. That's
2: but you gotta appreciate that. Yeah, Sometimes that love that it. touch of cheesy is I like it, the genius man. of the song. You I know, I
1: love it. I love country music so much. I mean, like I'm from North Carolina, so it's Where? like uh, Asheville. And I was just in Asheville. How was y'all show?
2: <laughs> man, that was honestly probably my favorite show of the whole tour. I, Asheville's lit. Well. It was my first time being there. Everybody was so sweet.
1: I bet a bunch of my homies were there.
2: They were so sweet. I met so many amazing people. And then at the end of the night, this couple was like, yo, we're huge King Woman fans. Like, please come hang out at our house. And I was like, you know, we have like three bands with us. And they're like, you guys can all crash at our place. And I was like, all right. So I ended up throwing like a big-ass party, like a rager at this couple's house. And they were just like, this is a dream come true. King woman's throwing a party at our house. But we stayed up until like 10 a.m. and fucking trashed the house. Like, not intentionally, but like (laughs) people were on, we were all on like acid and like (laughs) everybody there was just like dancing on the fucking couches. And there was like, it was just, Sounds Correct. great. It was so much fun, but I then in the morning... I they were cleaning up
1: the damn house just like, man, no, that shit was I, lit last night. I cleaned
2: night. the house. Oh, wow. Because I didn't want to... Yeah. I'm just not like that. Like,
1: Yeah, I couldn't do that type of shit I, either, man.
2: I, you know, me and me and Carl from uh, Oathbreaker, we, like, left the house looking better than we than it was... Like, when As you we should. And we, like, we've cleaned the fuck out of the house. We did all the dishes. Like We, like, cleaned the floor and, like... Because it was fucking thrashed. Like, it was... It looked like a scene from a fucking movie, oh and god. I was like, oh my god, I feel like I'm in high school again. So I was just like, we, I was still kind of coming, coming down from the acid, and I was like, I'm just going to fucking clean this house right now.
1: You know, I did uh, acid the other day and went for a bicycle ride, and um, I listened to this interview with Neil deGrasse Tyson while I was Ooh, on I acid. love him. It was sick. And uh, then got home, laid in bed just kind of freaked out for a little bit and then i was just like you know what i'm gonna clean the kitchen (laughs) because you know when you're just like
2: sweating out the acid and blasting like prince and sean paul and me and Kara like dancing in the kitchen yeah it
1: It was so fun
2: we had so much fun doing that like i'll never forget that night
1: well you know the um like the thing for me was like you know what? like you'll like hallucinate and you'll be like you'll see the grime and you'll just be like in
2: the bathroom you're just like the walls are like, like
1: Oh, I gotta clean this shit. Like how do I get rid of it?
2: Yeah, it's gnarly <laughs> when you're on acid.
1: Oh that's funny. Oh that's great. I'm glad you had a great time in so my hometown. I
2: loved it there.
1: People are cool as fuck there. They are. It's a beautiful place too.
2: It makes sense that you're from there.
1: Yeah, well, you <laughs> know. Uh I got I come from good stock. Alright, uh so let's listen to the grand tour from George Jones and uh go country. Step ride. Come on
5: in If you'd like To take the grand tour Of the lonely house That once was home Sweet home I have nothing here To sell you Just some things That I will tell Some things I know will chill you to the bone. Over there sits the chair where she'd bring the paper to me and sit down on my knee and whisper, oh, I love you. now she's gone forever and this old house will never be the same without the love that we once knew straight ahead that's the bed where we lay Together and Lord knows we have a good thing going here. See her picture on the table. Don't need to look like she'd be able just to touch me and say good morning dear. There's her rings, all her things And her clothes are in the closet Like she left them when she tore my world apart As you leave, you'll see the nursery Oh, she left me Come on. In.
1: Hello, <laughs> hello, homies. Hi, It's the
2: Kiki's game show. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm warming up, guys. What is that? Yeah, oh, fuck, yeah, it's tight.
1: We're doing a news report here, guys.
2: And they gave... Did they really? Yeah. What the fuck? That's sick. So right
1: now, uh, the band King Woman has received uh, free shot glasses. Uh, they all seem very excited about the uh, the new shot glasses, and uh, look like they're having fun out here on the streets of Austin, Texas. Hey, guys. Hey. I'm Al. I'm Colin. What's up, Colin? How you doing? Welcome to the podcast. Yeah. Nice to meet you. All right. So, uh, George Jones. That was George Jones. What was that? That was George Jones. That was George Jones, everyone. George Jones. With, uh, the Grand Tour. The Grand Tour. So, um, now I'm high and I'm, like, hella distracted because there's a lot of stimuli. Yeah. Like, people standing around. Actually, yeah, let's right. do it. It feels good, but... Um... But, yeah, I, I just, um, as a kid, country music. My dad liked country music, um, blues, old time, blue Yeah, what were you
2: raised? Was that primarily what you were raised on?
1: My dad was really into the old rock and roll, like the Stones. Same, and my dad, He was, too. He was, he was a rocker. A, really?
2: Disco rocker, yeah. Whoa. My parents met at a disco in Sacramento. Whoa. My mom had to sit on my dad's lap um, in a small, like, car. And then he said, when we asked him about it, we were at, like, Eating dinner at like a Thai restaurant or something, uh-huh. and he's like, they're just they have really thick accents, and he just looks over and goes, "She was in heat," and we all just like s- <laughs> lost and started laughing so hard.
1: Little Mac, he knew what was going down. He's a
2: Mac Daddy. That's yeah, hilarious. He's a, he's a little fucking player. Yeah. Yeah. He's a <laughs> badass motherfucker.
1: That's cool. Um yeah, yeah, my uh, my pops was really big into the rock and roll stuff, but he liked everything and there was some good like uh um local radio stations that had like a fair amount of cool music. Mm-hmm. And it being like the Appalachian Mountains, there's a lot of like old time music and fiddle music and bluegrass yeah. and stuff. So I was like introduced to that stuff really early. Yeah. Um and so yeah, and then yeah, you know, it's kinda like one of those things like if you like punk rock you eventually end up liking country music like yeah. it's just I feel like there's just it just kind of happens yeah. as you get older you know yeah <laughs> um, but uh, yeah so this next track I wanna uh, since I'm DJing and I'm in charge you're
2: large and in charge right now huh?
1: um, this Richard Kennedy track who is this dude? I've never heard of him. He's a
2: he's a mystery to me. Uh, so my homie Andrew was kind of demoing some tracks for me in his room, mm-hmm. and he was showing me some stuff that he was uh that he uh recorded, and he pulled up that record. Uh, I think it's called like "Open Wound in a mm-hmm. Pool of Sharks" or, pool of something, sharks like, or yeah. something Yeah. Um, and I was like, "Who the fuck is this? I think he released it through maybe Triangle or something." Uh huh. Um, and he sent me a link to the record and I, um, when I was in Sacramento with my family, I was driving around listening to it and I was like, this record's fucking incredible. Um, I don't really know much about him. I know that he lives in Brooklyn. Um, I just think the record is a beautiful R&B record. I think it's fucking gorgeous.
1: It, it reminds me a little of, and you know, I kind of like whenever i hear stuff i obviously like i pick up on reference points and stuff like that and i love it when it's like there's reference points that are hard to place it makes me excited and the reference points on here like i could hear like a little james blake kind of vibe to it but then like serpent with feet too who's that oh my god
2: i'm gonna send you yeah send me their music it's like i think they're also on on triangle okay I don't even know how to describe it. It's like...
1: Cool. I love it. There's so incredible. much new, cool, creative stuff yeah, happening Yeah, this right is now. like
2: some next level shit. Even the visuals, like there are some videos that go with the songs and it's mm-hmm. just like st- absolutely stunning. They're playing in, uh, in Brooklyn in May and I'm trying to go to that show, like yeah. fly back out to Brooklyn. Hold on, to Richard play.
1: Kennedy or the guys you're talking uh, about? Serpent with Feet. Serpent yeah. with Feet. Okay. Yeah, it's... Man, I love what's happening in electronic music right now. There's just all this stuff is like kind of like melding together and it's crazy to see like the influence of like Southern hip hop and like trap music and yeah. all this stuff kind of like invading club music. And then there's this like weird, like kind of like interplay between like, you know, like deep house and like, and like trap music. Cause it's, it's kind of like the trap is like kind of half the BPM of like dance music. Yeah. So like you can kind of like, do it together you know what i'm saying and still Mm -hmm. kind of produce these like interesting results and uh, i'm not super well versed on a lot of it but um yeah this dude was really interesting the production was really cool like all the weird like almost 8-bit kind of sounds that are in there and there's some weird drones you should
2: definitely check out the rest of the record I, i tried to look up some stuff about about him, but I couldn't really find much online.
1: I saw an interview on Thump. And I it was saw an interview on
2: Fader, but there wasn't Fader. really, in, in, not a whole lot of information.
1: I guess he kind of, like, came out of, like, the, the queer dance scene in yeah. New York that's popping right now. Yeah. And um, from what I, that's from what I understood, that was, uh, that was like, most of the information that I gathered. The rest of it was kind of just, like, you know, about his process or yeah. whatever and stuff. So, um, but um, we're... So, did you tell me where you first heard this guy before? Cause
2: yeah, so this dude was uh, demoing a track for me, my friend Andrew. Yes, yes, yes. And okay. he helped with the record. Oh, okay. He recorded he, the album. He recorded it. Cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think he helped with some of the production, but um, he sent me a link, and I was just like, this is incredible. Because, you know, I listen to a lot of old shit. I, I just, you know, I'm on tour a lot. I'm busy. Unless someone sends me a link to something i don't go out of my way to find new music yeah. i'm pretty content with this, the stuff that like people send to me or like someone will be like yo i know you'll like this yeah uh, so that's usually how i find out about new music and my taste is pretty diverse and obviously there's, i just you know i i think i missed out on a lot growing up yeah so it's kind of spotty with me well there's
1: a, i mean there's just such a wealth too and with the internet now it's yeah. like dude like you can just go down a youtube rabbit hole and just discover some crazy shit from like indonesia like in the 70s or something and you start off listening to sonic youth or you know what i'm saying like so it's like it's like this and and i honestly i listen to mostly old music because just because i'm like a record collector you know so it's like i i'm more focused on that but working with levitation like i'm introduced to a lot of the stuff in that scene and then and then actually the podcast is just an excuse for me to like discover new music (laughs) Through my friends, it's you know? a good way yeah. to
2: discover new music. I made a post on Twitter, and I was just like, "Yo, what's the saddest song you've ever heard in your whole life?" And uh, tons of people responded to me, and I made a, like a YouTube playlist out of it. And I just have been listening to it on tour. That's sick. Yeah. Oh, that's tight. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I you know I have people sending me stuff because uh, like bands that are like you know like starting off and stuff. So that's really cool to hear like all these like really underground bands like um i was people send me some really cool shit man yeah. it's 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 really a blessing to like have the the like the i guess the appearance to like to where people want to like you know kind of like be like hey yeah like i i feel like you'd probably dig this but then also like like i was saying with the internet just like the access to it it's just yeah. fucking crazy yeah it's a beautiful time it on. is it's, we live in the future the internet so
2: you know It's a blessing and a curse sometimes. It is.
1: Well, everything kind of is. Yeah, anything. Everything has its polarities, I guess. Um, But since we live in the future, let's listen to some futuristic ass music. Uh, So, this is Richard Kennedy with Open Wound from the Open Wound in a Pull of Sharks EP. That sounds like an unfortunate circumstance. sounds like some robots are about to get it on <laughs> that's some robot baby making music right there <laughs> yeah it's so cool yeah the the like the alt r&b genre that's popping right now it's really cool yeah it's just so much cool shit i mean obviously we got a frank ocean track on here too like the weekend is and obviously there's been people doing it before that but It's it coming to like the mainstream is, is really interesting. Is there a lot of that kind of stuff going on in New York? Have you seen? I would say,
2: yeah, there is.
1: Yeah. It seems like that would be a place where it would be, uh, be, um, popping off. I used to love R&B when I was a kid.
2: I st- I'll always love R&B.
1: Yeah, I so I do I,
2: some like R&B rap type shit, but I haven't I haven't No, we got
1: to collab on some shit. I, I got want some beats. To, I, I got some beats. Send me some will, We'll we'll listen to
2: it after this. We'll talk. All
1: right. I'll All right. I'll play you some shit. We'll we'll discuss this later. We'll discuss this. Later. Um, but now I grew up in uh my mom dated a dude um a black guy who was like, you know, he was it was in the like late 80s, early 90s, so all that shit, like, Belle Biv DeVoe, like, New Edition, like, all all that type of shit was really popping. So it was, like, around a lot in my childhood. Yeah. And, dude, I mean, I can't I can't count the amount of times I've heard the song Poison, you know? Such like, a good track. I know. And it's like, you know, I grew up with, like, she was a big fan of, my mom was a big Our fan SWV of SWV and, and, yeah, and shit I mean, like all that. All that stuff. And so... I
2: just karaoke'd a week by SWV.
1: I only karaoke a Mama Tried by, um jeez why can't i fucking remember who sang Rama tried merle haggard it's a
2: good one <laughs> this is a fucking good track
1: that's the funny shit like during the podcast when i do the stoner blank yeah it's just like that uh, or I'll, I'll be saying like i said in one recently i was like yeah you know like i was talking to my buddy and we were talking about nirvana and like i was kind of a nirvana fan i wasn't really like super into it and um and I was like, "Yeah, the first record, you know, like sliver, silver, or something." And it was like, it was like, uh, "No, it's bleach, dummy. <laughs> it's just a silver cover uh, on the silver, record." Sliver. Well, they did. I think they did have a single called Sliver or something. But I was just like, I felt so dumb because I, you know, I didn't correct it during the interview. So I was just kind of like, you
2: gonna, you know, cares. Gonna. I don't and care you know, if know, everybody cares. wants to sound like a fucking musical historian, and I hate that shit." This so is the so anti-music
1: much. nerd podcast.
2: I'm just not into that shit, especially just like. Growing up a weirdo First gen immigrant Mm -hmm. And like People always And it's especially guys Trying to be like School me on music Or interrupting me And I'm just like Yo I listen to music Because I want to And if I want to know something About something I'll look it up And research it I don't fucking need your ass being the fucking musical historian in my life and telling yeah, me what's what silly. shut the fuck up
1: have you <laughs> did you see yeah. the hard times
2: article yeah, yeah, oh my what I'm was saying. the title i gotta pull up the title it's so fucking funny it's it like, was like
1: guy turns into music genius or like music historian it's so
2: funny. i think i cried a little bit when
1: i read that dude the and hard posted times it and then so every funny. guy that was
2: like insecure was like haha so true i'm like yeah motherfucker you do that you did that to me at a party once you know
1: you know, I, I, I'm probably guilty of doing some shit like
2: that before. I hate guys that do that <laughs> Not shit. Not really. It's mostly dudes that do that shit to me.
1: Well, I think it, I think it it's... There's probably some aspect of, like, trying to impress it, you, you know? It doesn't impress me. Please, if you well, want to impress me, don't. dudes out there... Wait,
2: okay. Man magically transforms into musical historian... Wait. While talking... Oh, I'm trying to pull it up. While talking to women. <laughs> and then the
1: photo's super
2: funny, too. Yeah, like, she like, looks so annoyed. Yeah,
1: she's just like, oh god. The thing, the funny thing is, it's like when it's like there'll be like a bunch of dudes hanging out, like talking about music with each other, and all the girls are just sitting there, and just like, oh my god, these fucking nerds. Like, yeah, <laughs>
2: and a lot of the times it'll. Be some asshole talking about something, and they're actually wrong about something, and I just don't say anything. I'm like, oh, interesting. Yeah, I gotta go.
1: I've definitely had some fools do that, like try to pull the like.
2: They're just trying to broadcast their knowledge and fucking peacock, and it's so annoying.
1: That's just a byproduct of insecurity. I try to, I try to think of it when people do stuff like that, like are rude or anything like that. It's like, it's like you're obviously don't feel real comfortable, so. Cool, but I want no part of it. And you can tell you know? when
2: someone's just like genuinely interested in engaging in a conversation about music, and they're passionate. Like my my music manager, for instance, we'll just go back and forth about mm-hmm. a song or music, or he'll be like, "Yo, listen to this track," yeah. and then we'll listen, and just like look at each other, like, "Oh man, that's such a fucking good song." And we'll just, just talk about learn,
1: how it makes us, you know? yeah, or just yeah. like
2: a, how it makes you feel. You know, there's just a huge difference, you know.
1: And there's a bond that you get when you uh, when you approach music like that with people you know it's like you you like you really can bond over a song which is just like i mean that's kind of the the thing for music is like that's what it's about is bringing community together like that's what it that's what it was ritually like originally you know like when we were all fucking on the african plains and shit you know so yeah it's a it's a beautiful thing (sighs) sorry got a little deep there for a second
0: is the pouch in this bag right here, the
2: black pouch? Well, hopefully.
1: The Ban King woman now is looking for the black pouch. Uh, um, we'll I don't see, see anything, dude. find it. It seems to what be bag? Uh, the van is a bit uh, in bag? disarray.
2: Huh? Which bag? The brown one. There's
1: a confusion yeah. about the um, bag. I, I,
2: I need, should I open it?
1: We're not sure what to do with the bag now that it is found. Oh wait! What uh, the
0: fuck am I talking about? Pete ticket to the bank. Yeah.
1: Ah, the uh, the bag. Us the money bag. Sorry. I think <laughs> okay. is what They were discussing that's uh, now that the um, <laughs> truth has been revealed, uh, we can continue <laughs> with the podcast. Um, the Great Unwashed. This is maybe my favorite track on here. This is your
2: favorite track.
1: I don't know a lot about like it the, New the Zealand clean stuff. Yeah, yeah. Clean? yeah. I mean, I know. Like, uh, Flying Nun Records, and, like, I have a fair knowledge of some of those bands, but I don't I don't have any of the records or anything, and I'm a fairly new. Like, I just discovered The Clean probably, like, yeah. I don't know, five or six years ago, you know? Yeah. But everything that I've heard, you know, I've gone I've gone down the wormhole. There's a pretty good documentary about that record label on YouTube, too, which yeah. is pretty interesting. Um, but what they were doing is so cool. Like, the, like, weird neo-psychedelia, like, jangly, like, such them. a cool scene, you yeah. know? I uh, I really am a big fan of um, television personalities, so that c- it kind of reminds me of like that vibe that like we're gonna do the throwback like weird lo-fi psych. Yeah. Shit. Um, but yeah, this was you said it was a a side project of The Clean, which yeah. is probably the most popular band. Out of yeah. That, that um, scene. Well,
2: I think it was also a, the title was just kind of a joke and a, a reference, you know? <laughs> yeah. Because um, they broke up and then they started doing this okay Um, it's kind of weird like if you look if you look up their whole their whole deal but uh, I love the clean and I also just love I love them as well and this track I just kind of will put on right before I go to bed it just like it makes me cry most of these tracks on this just make me want to cry or cry please
1: don't cry during (laughs) the podcast okay Everyone holds you as, like, he's, like, pretty tough chick. So we crying know about on the that. podcast. I
2: honestly don't, I don't, it's hard to get me to cry. And so when I find music that pulls that kind of emotion out of me, even if it's just a tear or yeah. two, you know, a I, I hold on tier. to that. I need that sometimes. You, like, save it in a jar? I'm You're like, well, like,
1: oh, like, uh, a tear. That's how I feel sometimes. Yeah. Not much of a crier. I wish I was. You know, I'm probably, as I get older, I'm, like, more of a crier. Not like, I'll be bawling, but, like, shit'll choke me up. dude. Yeah. Like, I'll be watching, like, a, mo- I'll be watching, like, a, damn geico commercial or something but man that's got some deep resonance to it i <laughs> yeah i feel that That's a human <laughs> experience it's so silly uh, it's getting more tender as yeah, i get older that's a good thing yeah i think it is too and i i just it's silly like uh i feel like such a hard ass for so long which i still am in a way but it's also like you gotta have the balance of it i guess um so yeah let's check out these uh kiwis you ready So this is the great unwashed born in the wrong time.
2: I'll just sometimes I'll just listen to a track and loop it and listen to it all day or for a couple weeks. I'll
1: play shit out too, yeah. like so play, play it out, <laughs> and then I'll never want to hear it again until like maybe ten years later or something. You know, you know, th- th- this maybe it's like a bad like uh, association, but have, do you ever have you ever listened to that band Cleaners from Venus? Oh my
2: god! I just got introduced Only to shadow. them last night. So, yeah. Oh, I was actually just listening. What, what track was I just
1: listening to? I um, I yeah. just put that on
2: a mix for somebody, actually.
1: Oh, well, you didn't put it on a mix for me. I'll tell you that sorry. much. Um, no, I, like, I had heard the name for a while, and... Uh, Only a
2: Shadow's, like... That's the first Here, track into I to heard to to the, speak into
1: the mic like, Speaking to the mic. Oh, sorry. Yeah.
2: yeah, Only a Shadow's the first track I heard by yeah. them, and I was like, who the fuck is this? It was like...
1: So, we were hanging out last night, me and couple of my roommates and some friends and uh my roommate's friend alexa was bumping this and she was just going through like deep cuts on the whole catalog like we were listening to her like for like two hours and every song i was just like <gasps> this is amazing like i had not been that consistently amazed by a band in a long time i love that, and i think it was just one guy is like it? making bedroom music
2: i didn't know that
1: i think don't quote me on it
2: okay i won't
3: quote you
1: we can google it i'm gonna google it (laughs) google it up good googly moogly um but yeah like uh back to the uh the great unwashed those kiwis there's something in the water down there what's going on Uh, you tell me man i don't know i saw the documentary but forget everything about it (laughs) because it was years ago because you
2: were super high when you watched it
1: well i've been getting consistently super high since i watched it so oh, that man. Has. i wonder if it falls in the realm of short-term memory do you know what the specifications on short-term and long-term memory are
2: no but i definitely have some issues with memory pretty pretty gnarly ones yeah yeah do you ever scary. forget
1: lyrics on stage
2: that's you know it's strange it's like the only thing i don't forget really yeah i have like terrible terrible memory it's like actually pretty scary and dementia runs in my family oh. and all sorts of bad shit, so it's something to be We're kind of young, afraid of. So. Um, I have, like, really t- short attention span. My memory super, I, no, super fucked. Like, um, kind of affects, it affects me in a lot of ways, um, but music is the one thing that I, like, I can hold on to. Like, yeah. I can remember, you know, what yeah. I'm playing or what I'm writing or
1: what well, helps that you're not getting fucked up or drinking before? I just can't. Yeah, do it. I
2: fell off a stage once when I got too fucked up, and I just didn't drink. Uh, one time I accidentally <laughs> got too high before I'm sorry, a show. Sorry, i trying to laugh. No,
1: it was kind of it was funny,
2: but like honestly, one of the most embarrassing moments of my life. And I, one time I got super high, like hours before I played, uh-huh. and I was still high when I played, and I was so paranoid on stage. I was like swore off drinking and like smoking before performances.
1: Have you ever seen that video of Skrillex? Like, he's like, dude, so there's this like, someone caught this on like a side camera and he's like behind his DJ booth and there's this big, like long, like cylinder and he goes to run out towards the crowd and it just clips him in his face That's and he fun. busts his ass it's so funny okay we'll watch it's, it's
2: a list of things to watch the, after the after this uh all podcast. the listeners
1: out there if you've never seen the skrillex incident then uh you should definitely check it out i think if you probably google skrillex incident it might come up no i don't know um but yeah you know i've uh, i've definitely i've been getting high before i play um Recently, because some of the set, all my sets are now improvised, so <laughs> I like I like like really delving deep into the brain while I'm doing it. But there's been a couple instances where I'm like, too okay, high. I'm way you too high w- to be w- 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 like you know like a crowd full of people staring at I me. C- or I'm just trying do to that. like mm, no, I don't that, would that would trip <laughs> me
2: out. <laughs> too much pressure.
1: I know. It's just like oh god, sweating. Um. What what kind of vibe are you feeling right now? Because I want this to be a mutual, or not a mutually exclusive thing, but a, a... Is a mutual the right word?
2: What? I'm feeling great.
4: I'm just feeling No, I'm chill. saying,
1: like, us picking the songs out. I want it to be both of us. I, like, so give me, I just give me like me what vibe. you're doing. All right. All right. Let's see. Let's go El Chicano.
2: Yo, that's a cover.
1: Sabor a Mi, which was, like, a original, like, Bolero, Color, yeah it's a cover yeah there are
2: two covers that i put in this mix um so my homie nick sedano shout out Big he lives, up, in, nick. He lives in portland he uh he dj's out there his dj name is dj wex and wayne um, oh, shit. incredible dj dj's a lot of oldies deep cut shit cool. and he played this song for me because he came um, on a miserable tour with me super last minute because he's like the most down ass homie ever the last I was like, one yeah, and I when was When you like, guys Yo, came through
1: here and we played together?
2: No, no, no. It was another one. I did another one recently. Remember when recently. I cleared that room? That room ah! was fucking... <laughs> that was a whack show. Um, oh, you guys but, killed it. I, I mean, stuff. there was no one there, but um, he ended up coming with me on tour, and he was just playing some mixes he made, and this song came on when we were driving in the middle of the night back from Ooh. Portland, and I was just like, dude, That's what the fuck is me. this? And then uh, he actually just sent me a mix today that he is working on. Um, Just such a cool dude, great taste in music, and he showed me a lot of, like, really cool,
1: like, oldie shit. Big up DJ Wax and Wayne out in Portland. Yeah, he's the best. All right, so let's peep it out. This is El Chicano Sabor Ami.
3: Disfrutamos Este amor Nuestras almas Se acercaron Tanto así Que yo guardo tu sabor Como tú llevas También Sabor a mí Si negaras Mi presencia En tu vivir Bastaría Con abrazarte Conversar tanta vida, yo te di que por fuerzas tienes ya. No sé si tengo amor eternidad, pero allá tal como aquí, en la boca llevarás sabor a mí.
1: want to go back to mexico god damn it i'm getting i'm loyal. trying to tour out there dude
2: right, let's go together
1: i'm down all right let's shit, do it let's do it i um so i was down there for that normal festival mm-hmm. and i just f- forgot i didn't forget because i always think about it especially now with the political shit it's so stupid but it's like i love mexico so much and the culture and the people and it's such a beautiful fucking place like i love it down there so much except for that montezuma's revenge shit. that was no joke that's so but it was worth it it was terrible. worth it for those goddamn al pastor street tacos that i <gasps> ate every night damn at dude. the same spot and ate all the salsa and all the pico and not giving a fuck just knowing that i might be maybe it wasn't the even
2: that maybe you're just like stomach was just on overload no, it was it's definitely, like I, I
1: got like E. coli is what basically, I think what from the research that I did is like most of the time Montezuma's revenge is E. coli, but you know, I think I ac- I was drunk and like accidentally brushed my teeth with the water maybe, or maybe I was in the shower and water got in my mouth or something, but it was worth it. It was worth every goddamn diarrhea because I love Mexico <laughs> and I'll never shy away from saying that. Have you you guys haven't played down there? No, I'm trying dude. to this year.
2: I want to go there and I want to go to Mexico. Those are like the two places I'm trying to go.
1: You should uh, holler at that it's normal dudes. So ah, tell tell that manager that to get on it. I got me the me yeah, contact. I got I got the contact for sure. Cool, dude. You guys are popping right now. I'm sure they'd be stoked. Yeah, I'm sure they'd be I'm sure stoked. they fucking are stoked on you guys already. I it's just
2: want to have fun. I I feel like that'd be really fun out there.
1: Dude, it's so cool. Uh, the homies Holy Waver right are down there touring around really? right now. Yeah, and the, you know I've. So, I played that festival in 2013 when it was in uh, Monterey. Okay. And, like, I remember going down there and so many people telling me, like, dude, Mexico is popping right now. Like, the scene, like, there's so much unique music. Yeah. So many cool kids that are just, like, doing original stuff and, like, you know, it's, and they're just hungry. And you definitely feel it down Mm -hmm. there.
2: That's what I want. Like, out here it's it's like a bunch of arms crossed everybody's so fucking cool I want to be around like people that are hungry for like to engage and like they're thankful and they're just like they're there to listen you know that's what I'm looking for
1: well you know it's it's just one of those things like we were talking about earlier I think that like that standoffish thing is you know I understand some of it but it's also I think it just comes down to insecurity and yeah and and like and we're all insecure in our own way as human beings so Mm -hmm. it's like I try to be so empathetic, you know, but it's at the same time, it's like, dude, motherfuckers need to loosen up.
3: Yeah,
2: my empathy only goes so far with that shit.
1: (laughs) 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 Well, play that shit. (laughs) Christina. Uh, Should we speed it back up? Let's do it. With a little love? Yep. So this is a love cover. Uh, Anyone who knows love should know this song. Seven and seven is, which is one of the, probably one of the greatest like garage psych songs of all time. Yeah. One of the greatest bands probably of all time. I mean yeah, Arthur shout Lee. Shout out was, to
2: Arthur Lee.
1: Jesus Christ, what a crazy genius.
2: So cool too. I I love um you know reading up on artists and some of my favorite artists they they got a lot of their songs through dreams. You mm-hmm. know early in the morning they would kind of wake up and hear stuff, which is what happens to me. Really. So I love hearing about that. Talk about I think, that. Talk about that. Well, I that. think you know I think when he was actually maybe writing the song or yeah when he was writing a song about. It was very surreal with it. he was in love with this woman and i think this song kind of came to him i, I want so i want to say it was through a dream uh-huh or um something along those lines and i think the song was released like 66 or something like that like yeah. way back but um right in a couple the heat of interviews of it. i've read he yeah he just got some of his music through just like a lot of it in the early morning and um he would he talked about like being a little too lazy or like not coherent enough to like write it down a lot of the time, and then uh-huh. it would disappear. Yeah. Um,
1: well, that's when you have the craziest dreams, right? Yeah. You know, yeah, like yeah. right before you wake up. I feel like. You I get my like songs
2: like straight up. Like I'll just like almost audibly like hear it, and yeah? like yeah, and then I'll mumble it into like so, like my phone. But this is actually yeah. So oh. this is a cover. Weird. So my. My homies were in this band, Weird Womb. They just—they're not a band anymore. They just put out their new record. It's like called like Pleasures of Being Booed. I hate um, it when
1: people break up. I mean, obviously, I don't like, know their. And in I don't my
2: opinion, one of the greatest like rock or like punk, modern punk bands. Yeah, they—they
1: um, were the stuff that I listened to. The other track that you sent me that you were thinking about putting on here, I was really stoked on. Yeah, have they're to go so check fucking good. Um, I think I bookmarked it so I could maybe like add all a the song records slap like, or but something. they
2: just put out that this latest record. And they're not a band anymore, um, which is kind of sad. But Rest in peace. Like a couple of my homies are are in that band. My like well, my dear dear friend Johnny was in that band, and um, they were from Tucson, and um, they moved out to New York City. And uh, I just I uh, I got introduced to their music around December, late mm-hmm. December. And I just, I love, I love their fucking records. And I thought, I thought this cover was really, really good. And it's from their latest record. So I thought I'd put it on here because I've been listening to it a lot. They, they really did it justice, you know? They really did. Yeah. And I,
1: I was like, when you sent that, I was like, whoa, that's a brave yeah. Like, task. Yeah. But yeah, I think they killed it. Um, Yeah, let's check it out. So Seven to Seven is uh, originally by Love, but. In this case, by the band Weird War from Weird, Weird womb. womb. Weird War, Weird sorry. Womb. <laughs> sorry, I Sorry. Well, when I said that, I was like, because you know, like, the Ian's is band Weird War? You ever yeah, heard them? No,
6: no, never heard them.
2: I'll
1: check them. So good. It's like heavy funk, but then it's yeah. like, you know, Ian's Fanonius so he's just like a crazy person. Yeah, like, fucking. Uh, but yes, this is Weird, Weird Womb from The Pleasures of Being Booed. <laughs>
3: dudes from this band is going to be
2: joining miserable
1: put that microphone closed. sorry
2: oh man i'm i suck at this i act like a high person even when i'm not high well um I'm, you might have
1: got some second hand
2: i don't know man but uh so yeah so one of the people from this band is going to be playing in my band miserable cool um he's like one of my we've become such fucking good friends
1: you met him when you moved to new york i met him when i moved to cool. new york
2: um his name's johnny and he's just like the fucking coolest. I love this guy so much.
1: So, with the move, do you feel like you were like really welcomed and like you stoked oh, on it? And, like, everyone's yeah. been super I mean, cool.
2: I'm a home, I'm a house cat, you know. I, yeah. I, I'm pretty like keep to myself. I don't need, I'm a, I'm a lone wolf. I always have been. I feel like I am too. But I also, you know, have the obligation of being social just because of what I do. Mm-hmm. So, I can put on the face and like do that shit. I can be really fucking friendly. Make friends real easily, but ultimately. You, really?
1: Cause I I've never seen you be friendly before. Like.
2: <laughs> but uh, you know, I met this guy
1: Microphone. Matt. And, Microphone.
2: Uh, oh sorry, I met this guy Matt, <laughs> who's now also one of my fucking close friends, and he's also going to be playing in Miserable. Cool. Um and then um he introduced me to Johnny and like all these freaks from Tucson that moved out to New York City because that's where just, these guys like, were from originally they're from yeah, yeah. from Tucson okay. um, and Matt and Johnny have become like my two closest friends in New York City and I, t- I told both of them I was like if I moved here for no other reason but to meet you two like that would be reason enough like they're just like i miss them so much like i text them every day i'm like i miss you guys so much like i can't wait to see you we're we're going to vacation in tucson together when i dj that princess yeah yeah we're all gonna like they're flying out to tucson to like party with me so we can all hang out but they're just like my brothers. Like That's I, awesome. I love them so much, and they're great musicians, and just like they just have amazing taste in music as yeah. well. You know,
1: I love uh, I love going to like a town that I'm not super familiar with, with or knowing people there, or. Going there with someone that knows the place or is from there, because it's like, you know, when you're like on tour and you try to like, you're like, okay, I'm gonna go out and like walk around, and like see the city or something. And yeah. You kind of stumble around, or maybe you have an idea of something you want to see, and but then you don't really get the feel for the city. Yeah. Because I'm not like brave. I won't just like walk into like any bar and be like. You know, hey, what's going on? You know what I'm saying? Like meet people. I'm not like an extrovert in that way. Sometimes, yeah. So it's really cool to like have someone uh, there that like knows the places to go. I knows have the a lot people. of friends. I
2: had a lot of friends out there before. Oh, I moved. did you? Oh, okay. So I, I have a big like community out there. Is Tucson, but... poppin'. Oh, and not in Tucson, in New York City. Oh, okay. Tucson's I was talking poppin'. about Tucson. Tu- so the, the music was saying, yeah, scene yeah, yeah. in Tucson is popping. There's so many cool freaks there. Really? Um Yeah, it's such a rad place. I have I have a lot of I homies like cool out there freaks. too. Uh, I've thought about, like, down the line, I'd l- probably like to buy a house out there. Really? Yeah, it's cool. It's really cool.
1: That's tight. Um, I, um, I was just talking to my dad about maybe possibly buying some property. I mean, I don't have the money right now, but uh, I'd like to in the future is buy some property in, like, eastern Tennessee. Sick. On In the mountains.
2: Nice. That's when like you know yeah. you're, like, getting
1: older. You're like, man, it'd be nice to have some property. Yeah, some there. property. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I want to buy some property. All right, get you some land, you know. <laughs> That's the only thing it that matters yeah. this day. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, yeah. like, uh, it's, it is it is cool out there. It's I, I've only been there, like, once or twice. I think I've maybe played a show there, like, years ago. Yeah. But, I mean, just that area of the southwest is so pretty. So pretty. Yeah. It's hard to drive through though. Yeah. Because it's so monotonous. It is. It's It's
3: weird
2: out there. There's some weird alien vibes out there too.
1: Yeah, there are, and some meth vibes. Some serious. Maybe that's all it is. (laughs) That's it's just meth vibes. It's just
2: meth vibes. (laughs) It's not even alien vibes. That's what. uh, Same shit.
1: That's what. Uh, what's the uh, area 51 or whatever? Yo. It's just area meth. 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 Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. We have some strange uh, reported (laughs) sightings out here. It's just meth. Uh, Toothless
2: motherfucker walking around. (laughs)
1: It's just a meth lab exploded, and then they see like <laughs> meth heads like floating through the sky, and they're like, "Oh yeah. no, unidentified, unidentified flying object."
2: <laughs> you really high, dude. <laughs> yeah,
1: that's my brain. Um, hot burrito. Oh
2: man, this
1: track. Yeah, this one's a. This one's a. This is emotional. Heartburner.
2: Oh man. I this is a, one of those tracks like. He captured the spirit. He captured the fucking feeling perfectly in this track.
1: He did. And you know what? I, I love Graham Parsons, and I kind of hate him.
2: Oh, he's a dick. He's a total. Did you watch the documentary about him?
1: I haven't. I've read, I mean, I read, like, Keith Richards' book where it's talking about him and Keith and stuff. And I've seen I've seen some documentaries about, like, the whole country rock scene and stuff. But now, the reason but that I... But a
2: genius, you know, at the same time. Oh, yeah.
1: But the reason I kind of hate him because he made me he's the reason why I like the Grateful Dead now so much. I
2: don't fuck with the Grateful Dead.
1: You should fuck with the Grateful okay, Dead.
2: You're going to have to really get me high and convince me. American but, Beauty. All right, I'll check it out. I'm going to give it a shot just for you. I really wouldn't normally do this.
1: After but, uh, if you're if you're ever having a long night and you're having a hard time going to sleep, <laughs> put on American Beauty. All right, man. And it will lullaby you right to the best place ever. Yeah. I remember on tour, that would be, like, my, like, late night, like, come down, like, I remember, like, laying in the van, like, just being, like, couldn't grinding my teeth and just being, like, putting on that record, and it just soothed my soul.
2: Okay, I'm going to listen to it.
1: Highly recommended.
2: But this track is, like... It's so good. Well, it's good. about... So he's with this woman... They would never got married, but she she took his last name, and they never officially got married. And they split up. They Trifling. split up, and then he uh he wrote this track basically about him, her him not wanting her to be with anybody else, and him not wanting to be with anybody else. You know, it's a sad, tragic love song.
1: Sad, sad. Hot burrito number one. And There's I just a love two. the
2: I just love the title. Yeah, it's like such a joke. I love it. Well, but it's like whole- also one of the most incredible songs
1: the The hilarious one is Hot Burrito Number Two because that just makes me feel like I was after Mexico.
2: Well, it's also just like they're both incredible tracks, but they don't even give a fuck. And I think what the Eagles were like inspired by. Well, I think there was a couple Stones and like Bob Dylan. They all kind of like heard this track and were like.
1: Well, Graham Parsons was huge, like in terms of like the the Stones going like more country, you yeah. know, like in the '70s, and and I think what it was is like a couple of the members from Flying Burrito Brothers were in the Eagles, one maybe. Are you sure? And yeah, because it was all that like LA scene, because um, it was like uh, it was like Joe Walsh, and then I can't remember; I could be wrong. And like I said again, this is an anti-music nerd podcast. I've yeah. said dumb shit on here before, and I'll say it again. And I
2: say dumb shit in every interview. I just like sometimes can't even read or listen back. Well, to this podcasts. isn't an interview. It's, it's
1: a conversation. You know what I mean? Yeah. And you sound highly intelligent, more than me. Well, Less stoned ass. You know that's questionable, but <laughs> thank you. <laughs> All right. So, hot burrito number one. No tears, okay? You ready? No tears. No number
2: tears. one. <laughs>
1: So this is your, if you could, this would be a karaoke. This would choice. be like
2: me fucked up, just got out of a like a gnarly breakup, like wasted, way too much tequila, crying, and there's like, there's like maybe like three people in the room. It's like, 1:30 a.m. at some shitty bar in like. 1:30
1: p.m. is even better.
2: And then just being like, fuck you, so and so, like whoever broke my heart. Yeah, you start like freestyling This one goes lyrics. out to. This one goes out to whatever
5: during
1: like the, like the break you just like you start like for yourself like I miss you but <laughs> I hate you and I just don't know where I'm gonna sleep at night and then you go like, like back, into go song, back into the song
2: into the song yeah
1: that's the shit when, when songs will do that it's like the, the in soul songs or yeah. in country songs it's kind of like that wedding singer shit yeah, you know yeah 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 that's that's a good um, thing to do uh, for karaoke to start doing it's like start kind of freestyling your own parts and then but then bring it back in yeah I remember me and my buddy did karaoke to um, I think it was Born on the Bayou
3: but yeah, but didn't
1: realize there's only like four lyrics Born and on the bayou. and like most of the song is like instrumental guitar work so we were like born on the bay and we did that like you know like 16 bars or something and then you're like where do we go from and here? then we just kind of sit around and like like okay it's done and then <laughs> i started to think i think i started going like it's <laughs> kind of like thing or like something like,
2: <laughs> we need to go we need to do karaoke together Dude, maybe tomorrow yeah maybe tonight Who let's knows? see uh what am i the
1: doing night is wrong? young i'm i'm off work tomorrow at eight all right. and, oh, shit. Look at the cops coming through with the holsters.
3: With the horses.
1: The horses. They're going to poop all over the street. So, uh, right now, it's Friday night. We're in a van on uh, Red River and 8th in downtown Austin, Texas. And there's some police walking by on horses, uh, trotting. And they don't know that I just fucked some weed. <laughs> <laughs> You're a fucking goof, dude. Yeah, I know. I love That's it. That's what happens. Um... All right, so we got one, two, three more. And should we do the Frank Ocean? Sure, man. So this is a brand new Frank Ocean track, right? Yep. It just came out.
2: My boy Frankie. Frankie. I love him. He's like...
1: Frankie baby.
2: One of my main inspirations. Yeah? He just fucking... He's a badass. Like, I'm starting my own label.
1: Mm Mm-hmm.
2: And, um... He's kind of the reason.
1: Like, What's the name of the label? It's
2: I think it's going to be called Nightcrawler Limited. Cool. Nightcrawler Limited. Nightcrawler Limited. Um, I think I'm just buying back all my music and then going to release all my shit on there and then carefully starting, you know, start to add some bands. And, like, cool. like think I'm going to release some, like, all sorts of shit, not even just music. It's going to be more, I'm going to release, like, zines and oh, sick. all sorts of shit. Cool. Yeah.
1: Multimedia company. Yeah, basically. You're going to be a conglomerate.
2: Yeah, I guess so.
1: Yeah. We <laughs> really a hog in the game.
2: But uh he, you know, he released Endless, which was brilliant, and then he released Blonde.
1: So was it were those released on did he have like a subscription? Endless was kind of his way of
2: his like fuck you and his way out of the the contract, and then Blonde, he sold like however many, like over a million copies mm-hmm. or whatever, and he owned he owned all the music to that. Yeah. And now he's just independent and I think that's badass and I, I adore him and I love everything he's ever done. And I think Blonde is a masterpiece. Like it's one of those records like every time I listen to it I love it more and more. Yeah. I didn't really quite understand like you know when you love a musician so much they could just do anything and you love it. Yeah. Like, yeah, totally. I'm a true Frank Ocean fan. Like I listened to that record and I was like okay we're, and I was like this is pretty experimental and then I kept listening and I mean, I listen to it at least once a week. Yeah, and um, the more I listen, the more I'm he- the more I hear like.
1: Dude, his shit is fucking deep, man. Yeah. Like His his. That uh, wi- have you heard
2: that wise man song?
1: I haven't. See, I'm, I'm more I'll, familiar. You with... You send the, me the
2: Grateful Dead shit you want me to listen to, and I'll send you this song. You I actually want to cover cool. it. I want to do a King Woman cover of it. That'd be sick. It's fucking beautiful. The lyrics are incredible.
1: I'm more. I was more familiar with Channel Orange. Yeah. And listened to that a lot when it was first came out but then i i don't think i've heard anything from uh from blonde at all what yeah like like we were saying before it's like you know sometimes shit slips by the wayside you gotta get into that one so this is the reason i'm talking to you so i can get the introduction you got it i want to
2: hear i want you to listen to it for a week and then get
1: back to me well you know what i like like what you were saying like how you were like this is kind of strange like when you first heard it i love music that like challenges me on first listen like i end up liking stuff more i feel like that i kind of didn't like initially yeah and then you it finally clicks and you're just like i was so dumb
2: yeah i was so blind (laughs) i was so blind
1: thank you for showing me the light frank ocean all right so uh chanel which is uh i guess i was reading about this track because i didn't i didn't realize that this was a brand new cut and they were saying like some of the lyrics are like it's his first really straightforward attempt at being like oh like open about his sexuality yeah. with the lyrics because yeah. a lot of times back in the day it was like a little more like uh mysterious with yeah. it or whatever which is uh cool and he and and that's a the the article was like uh it was a hip-hop publication and they were like they were like saying that like it's the first time he's been kind of doing this about sexuality and then he was like and then they were like but you'd have to be only the most ignorant of bigoted homophobes homophobes to not realize that this shit has fire bars he was like the yeah. lyrics on the is like he's so talented well that can man. be
2: kind of weird in that within that community you know what oh, i mean oh it's completely weird yeah
1: yeah the, the hip hop does not really it's, like it's still it's kind of taboo now, it's in it's starting laws. to be more accepted which is great you know, all these dudes are wearing Versace and Gucci. It's like, you don't realize it's like, come on, you know, like your fashion icons are all gay. It's like, you know, obviously uh, it's It's just ignorant. It's it's, yeah, it's stupid, but things are changing. Let's hope we're all, we're all evolving. Yeah. Um, Frank ocean is a good, uh, is a good, uh, role model for that. So let's give it up for old Frank, the tank with the track Chanel. (laughs) (laughs)
7: pretty like a girl and he got five stories to tell i see both sides like chanel see on both sides like chanel swimming laps through pool water eating like i'm underworld Had my tattoos in shibuya police think i'm of the underworld 12 treat a nigga like he 12 how you looking up to me and talking down can't you see i am the big man All level i am the i am now film it with the drone cam in the pink like killer cam zoom on that stick, no way I'm you. so close, I'm on that kill More controller on your lower back, yeah, that's the good Thicker roll the eyes back in the skull Rollin' when you ride, poppin' Rollin' when you ride, ride the ride Top 1, street actin' Turned like some dirty plastic god 2016, burn some discs 2017, ideas, playing off of Walgreens This a cult, not a click on the net With a cup in a cup, activist That's a double-edged, it's a knife and I don't like to fight till I'm fighting Fightin'. Revenge in the air makes my lungs sick Chopping the sky like a gun trick yeah. Clips on clips like Mike. No, no. It's really you I see both sides like Chanel See on both sides like Chanel It's really you on my mind It's really you all on my mind, it's really you, it's really you All on my mind. Sneak both sides of the 12. Sneak both sides of the L. Free smoke rings in they hell. Sleet no grind for the well. Whole team diamonds is real. Show them how to shine by themselves. You need a cosign for your hell. I need that bitch to grind on my belt. I know you need to drive for my belt. I know you seen it drive in itself. No matter like Black on the ride, cause it's stale. But it's stale. I sleep both sides like Chanel. Mm-hmm. I sleep both, both sides, like you know. My pocket's snug. They can't hold my 7 They ban my Visa, my Amex and MasterCards. I got new money and it's all cash. I got new bags and they all collapsed I rubber band a bunch of thousand dollar Delta gift cards. I mean, my baby boy. amazing the cash on, 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 me my baby Bart, in the dash, got money at home My pockets snug, they can't hold my 7 They ban my Visa, my Amex and Mastercards. I got new money, and it's all cash I got new bags, and they all collapsed I rubber band a bunch of thousand dollar Delta gift cards. I mean, my baby boy, amazing the cash on unknown. I mean, my baby boy, blazing the dash con money
1: at home. All right, I got to cut it short yep. for us. The listeners of the podcast will be able to hear the whole song. Lucky them. Uh, Because we're on kind of a time constraint. You're about to play a show. You're about to murder a show. I got to go DJ uh, at a little fancy cocktail bar for fancy people. Uh, And we should probably wrap it up here in the van. This has been great. We got one more track.
3: Which one are we doing? Uh,
1: We're going to do Fleetwood Mac. Oh, no, we got two. Oh, shit. Let's let's make it quick. We'll just do it real back to back. Come on. All right. All right. All right. right. So the next track, Gun Club. Yeah. When were you introduced to the, the club? Uh, you you know, this is one of
2: those, like, nostalgic bands for me. Like I said, it, shit was kind of spotty for me growing up. Yeah, yeah. Um, a couple years ago. I feel like they're kind of one of those underrated bands, you know what I mean? God, they're so good, They're associated man. with so many rad acts, but uh, I feel like not a lot of people know about them. For me, it's, like, a nostalgic thing, like, when I was, like, pretty young, like... First falling in love with a boy or something, but this is a track I like to li- I like to listen to this record in the van um, yeah. with my headphones in, I can kind of just zone out. But I've been listening to this this specific track um, from Miami like pretty frequently. Carry and, home. Yeah, and that's kind of why I put it on here because I've been like, kind of looping that one and just listening to that whole record, because um, I really love that record.
1: I uh yeah, this is one that I didn't I don't know this record I. You know, I have, uh, what's the Las Vegas story and fire of love. Yeah, yeah. yeah, Um, which I remember the first time I was, my buddy was DJing, uh, across the street from my house at the buckshot. You know, remember that spot? Yeah. So yeah. 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 I
2: used to live across the street from there.
1: I did too. Weird. I lived right, uh, in between second and third on Geary street.
2: I lived on Geary and third. Get the fuck out what of it. What the fuck? I bet man. we
1: were neighbors. Like I bet
2: <laughs> this is crazy. <laughs> this is I crazy. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's hilarious. Well, I
2: lived with my sister on Geary and Third Avenue. Really? Yeah. When
1: did you move out of that spot?
2: Pfft, years ago. I can't even fucking remember. This—that's oh. like when I first moved to San Francisco. Really? What,
1: yeah. you, what? 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 What time? Oh, I year? was
2: like in my early twenties. I'm twenty-nine now.
1: Okay, 20, so I 21. was there from like 2009 uh, to two thousand like fifteen. I guess. I wonder if there was overlap. Might have been.
2: Weird, man. Anyhow. Life is a trip.
1: Life is, And here we are in the van. And you're a trip. Where nice we belong. <laughs> Dirty musicians in a van. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so I remember my buddy was playing. He used to DJ my buddy Joel Landmine. Shout out Joel Landmine. Uh, he's a Oakland resident. But he would play there on Sundays. And he has some of the best taste in music of anyone that I kind of met in San Francisco, like he introduced me to so much cool shit and he, he kind of put me up on gun club.
2: Um, yeah. How, when did you first hear them?
1: It was probably, you know, I mean, it was probably 2010 or something like that. I want to say, I want to say around that time. Yeah. Fairly new to it as well. I mean like, you know, I knew the cramps and shit and like, um, what's his name was in gun club, uh, from the cramps. Um, why am I fucking drawing a blank on this goddamn name? I feel like an idiot right now. Another one. I don't one, know his name either. I'll think of it. I just know that I really like this yeah. record. Uh, but yeah, I was unfamiliar with Miami. I was introduced to Fire Love, and now I'm introduced to Miami.
5: Yeah, Miami, Miami,
1: Miami. So let's check it out. Carrie home from the gun club.
8: Come down to the little garden with me. Come go with me. Come go and see. Going out across fields and my eyes turn grey Are yours still the same? Are you still the same? Carry home I have returned Through so many highways And so many tears You let it never survive the heat of my hand my burning hand My sweating hand Your love never survived the heat of my heart My violent heart In the dark Carry home? I have returned Through so many highways and so many tears Carry home to where I am from Carry it to the place that I've come Carry it to the dust and flowers behind me
6: Carry it to the
8: cracks that glaze on the face of me Oh, but I didn't change Just to work, and now I'm home. And now I'm home. You used to want me. Now that I'm home, come down to the of God with me. Come go with me. Come go. Of how the cross fields my eyes turn gray. Are you still the same? Are you still the same? So carry home. I have returned through so many highways and so many tears. Yeah. change I just had a word No, but I didn't change I just had a word And I'm home I carry on To you still want me? Now that I'm home mm.
1: The twang They're so twangy That's what I love. And they really, I always find when I listen to their stuff, they're really good with the impactful chord changes. Yeah. You know, like the chord change that happens right in the first, like, phrase or whatever in in the song. It's just, it just, it's that, I don't know what it is technically because I don't know about, like, scales and music theory or whatever, but there's a certain drop that dun, the drop. Da, that drop, man. <laughs> drop, it's just man. like I'm always waiting for the drop.
2: Oh shit, dude, me too.
1: Especially <laughs> in like soul music, they do it really well. There's like, what? It's obviously I know there's a term for it. I think my friend tried to explain it to me one time, but it just gets me. It just grabs me like every time. And you know, I don't know what it is. <laughs> it's unexplainable for me. <laughs> Who doesn't know? carrying
2: and Third Avenue <laughs> represent.
1: Dude, we're fucking rolling dude
2: man everything's just coming full circle right now yeah
1: that's hilarious that's so cool though i love man that was my favorite i love the lower hate because i you know i worked there uh at rookies and okay. at the at maven this restaurant i worked yeah, at I so, know Maven. yeah and uh then rookie ricardo's the soul shop down there yeah, yeah. so i spent a lot of time in lower hate but dude my favorite shit there's
2: such good food out on gearing and third too oh,
1: god the dude. best
2: pho and all sorts of good uh, shit
1: yeah. the fucking dim sum out there Yo, so Stop. good
2: next level dim sum
1: i uh as my buddies still live in the same place so whenever i go out there i still stay because we had this huge spot like it was ridiculous for the amount of money and they're like they're in the lease so it's like it's they're still paying a good it's probably one of the best spots in san francisco if i do say so myself (laughs) but so i get i'm lucky enough to they're they're kind enough to let me stay there and like every day like when i go visit it's just like i go get dim sum like for breakfast
2: so good
1: because i don't know i can't find i haven't found any i haven't i guess i haven't shanghai dumpling
2: do you know that spot
1: here no, right. in SF. No. Probably the
2: best spot in all of SF. Really? We're gonna have like to go the out there and get some dumpling.
4: Sometime. King, yeah, As dumpling king, in, so in, good. Uh, in Shanghai, uh, dumpling king. Yeah. Thirty third spot. 33rd yeah, yeah, I've been yeah, there. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. That place rules, dude. Rips. That's my spot. Dude, the the dude who's used the, to go there for the my waiter.
2: Birthday. I went there on acid one time. That was trippy. <laughs> I ate the. F- oh my god! I went there on acid. I was fucking tripping so hard and laughing hysterically and eating like dim sum and like green beans and just like. Tripping out and the walls were like moving. I, that was a funny. I was with my friend Carly. That sounds amazing. So fun. Sounds yeah. like a great afternoon. It was a great time. <laughs> it was a great time. Anyway, <laughs> oh. we should move on because I have to go play this fucking show. Yeah, yeah. I, and I got. Go I don't DJ think. Team. Um, I think I added. I wanted to play that spiritual cramp song, but. Oh, you did. Oh, I my didn't friend add Mike it. B from Creative Adult just released his new band's like I forgot to two put song it on EP and like. It's so fucking sick. There's this band called Spiritual Cramp, but it was like on Bandcamp. I don't even think you can. No, I got
1: that. it. I actually downloaded it, but I forgot to add it to the list. It's I totally have it.
2: fine. Let's do this Fleetwood Mac one. and.
1: Well, let's we'll we'll play the we'll just for in the effort of time, we'll just we're going to play the spiritually spiritual cramp, spiritual cramp. And then we're going to just play the Fleetwood Mac in a row and then we'll end it. OK, and cool. And then I'll just play the Fleetwood Mac now and then we'll do a little outro and then we'll peace it out. Uh let's see So that was uh, Spiritual Cramp. Is it Spiritual Cramped? Spiritual, Spiritual Cramped. And what was the name of the song?
2: Uh, the song is called...
1: I have it here somewhere.
2: Let me check. It's a long title. It's called All My Friends Are Out Tonight. All right. Spiritual by Spiritual Cramp.
1: So we That's just heard, heard that song. Shout out to my homie, Mike B. Shout out Mike B. What up?
2: Mike is singing in this band, and I told him when he sh- when he showed me the music, I was like, Dude, this is what you've been, this is what you're meant to do, this is the band. Because he's, you know, been doing music for so long, so many bands. I like it a lot. I finally feel like he hit the pocket as a musician. And he's singing in this band, which is so badass. It makes me really happy. They're doing their first show, I think. Uh, in the Bay Area on, like, April 1st. I'm going to try to go before I fly out to Europe Cool, cause I love it.
1: This might be out before then. I might put this out, like, in a week or so because I'm pretty excited about uh, just having you on here, like, you know, last minute. It was so cool. I really yeah. appreciate you doing this. This has
2: been really fun. I'm really <laughs> Hell glad. Hell, yeah. It's been a cool experience. And it's been a way for me to get to know you better. There you go. Yeah, yes. Now, nice. you know, nice friendship's growing. Yeah. And Blossoming friendship over, the, over a podcast. Oh, I love it. You guys are hearing it.
1: I love it. Uh, So we're going to take it out on the gods Fleetwood Mac. Yep. I'm so afraid. I used to hate Fleetwood Mac. And then I realized when I was 30, I was like, I like Fleetwood Mac now. One of the greatest bands of all time. I fucking love them. That's how I knew I was getting old
2: they're the best i see i feel like i'm a dad rocker you are at heart like i love dad old, rocker at I'm heart a that's a great rocker. t-shirt i have like a fucking bob seger and bo- and Seager. uh bruce springsteen tattoo like i'm oh. a dad i'm a dad rocker at all heart. right
1: well let's dad rock it out of this bitch so <laughs> i'm so afraid fleetwood mac such a good you ready trip. yeah i'm ready all right let's do it and then we're out Christina, thank you so much. Thank I really you appreciate so much. you. Have a great show tonight. And i got to go
2: set up at this very moment, I know.
1: actually. <laughs> and we're going to just... Uh, Goodbye, everyone. Have right. a
2: wonderful evening.
1: Goodbye. Goodbye. And we'll see you on the flip.
2: <laughs> Peace.
1: Peace. everybody give it up for Fleetwood Mac and give it up for Christina Esfandiari everyone out there uh, listening to their headphones you know, give a round of applause even if you're in uh, walking through Target with your headphones in and uh, there's strangers around, just start hooting and hollering and clapping your hands give it up, make yourself look weird in public, that's what it's all about So I want to give you guys some props if you made it through to this side of the interview because, you know, I appreciate y'all listening. It's a blessing to have this platform and to reach so many people that are just interested in music and love music and, you know, want to hear my dumbass talk some shit with my friends about music and try to crack as many jokes as I can to keep it entertaining. I want to keep y'all entertained, you know. Even if you think I'm a dumb-dumb, that's fine by me, because uh, if things aren't interesting or funny and or funny, like, what what's the point, you know? If I'm not learning something or or laughing, fuck out of here, you know? That's, what's the point? Anyhow, just want to go back over these dates with you guys. Uh, if you're around, if you're in any of these cities, please come out, say what's up. Come check out the show. They're going to be great. I'm really excited about this little tour kicking off soon. Um, So May 4th and 5th in Austin, Texas at Barracuda for this levitation party. Houston is May 6th at Walters. May 7th, New Orleans at Poor Boys. May 10th, Chicago Scubas. May 11th, Milwaukee. uh, May 11th and 12th, Milwaukee Psych Fest. May 13th, Indianapolis at the State Street Pub. May 14th, Springfield, Missouri at Alterfest. May 15th, Norman, Oklahoma at Opolis. May 27th, Dallas, Texas. The Foundry. May 28th, Memphis, Tennessee. Growlers. May 29th, Asheville, North Carolina. The Mothlight. May 30th, Nashville, Tennessee. High Watt. May 31st, Atlanta, Georgia uh, at the Earl. Those last five are with Kikagaku Moyo and a few of the shows at the Beginning of May are with Holy Wave, so those are going to be great shows. If you're in those towns, please come and check us out. It'll be a great time, and I'd love to meet y'all. Come say hello, say what's up. We'll have a drink, talk some shit. All right. So um, once again, I want to thank Christina so much um, from King Woman coming through and and taking time to do this before she had to rush off to uh, play a show and I had to go DJ. So that was, it was fun. It was fun. We just knocked it out real quick and uh, I had a great time. I think she's an amazing human being and am very lucky to to know her and call her my friend. So I hope you guys enjoyed it. I love y'all. Thank you so much for listening and I'll see y'all next time. Peace be with you.